Hey, this is D-Sider. You're listening to the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. Hell yeah. Welcome to the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast with your host, Dr. Fuck, and the Ayatollah of Alcohola, Ian Wadley. Kick on back and listen to another exciting episode. It's time for the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast! Hey everybody, it's me, Dr. Fuck from Thrasher Die and Combat with, uh, guess who? That's right. That is Ian Wadley. Hi, Ian. Hello. How you doing, buddy? Ah, man, I'm a little bummed out, but I'm keeping my chin up and my beard tilted. Yep, so am I, man. This is a very, very sad, very sad news. Now, let's let's not break the illusion to our listeners. Um, Last week, we did a show with Bill Wang, the Unmasked, and how we've been doing shows lately to keep it current. We, um, We just do the show, and then... Like, right before we air it, like a day or two, we get together and talk about current events. And, uh, wow, we're really, really sad news today. And I know all you listening, that you listen to us, you know who this person is. It's really sad that uh, we lost today an incredible, talented drummer, A.J. Pero or A.J. Piro. I'd say Piro. Okay, and, um... Man, I'm 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 beside myself. Uh, I I am not o- I've not only been a huge Twisted Fifth Sister fan. I'm an SMF for life. Ever since I saw the video for "You Can't Stop Rock and Roll" back in back in '82, I think it was. Um, I, I've been I was way into them before Stay Hungry. Uh, and then when Stay Hungry came out, it was easier to get an import of uh, Under the Blade. And I'm just a, I'm still a huge, huge fan of those first three albums. Come on, play. It had its moments. I loved uh, the title track and Kill or Be Killed is an awesome tune. And I believe in rock and roll. Fire, the fire still, still burns. Fire still burns. Incredible track. Incredible drumming. And then you know he left and uh, he rejoined uh, a band called Cities that he was in before Twisted Sister. He left Twisted. He left Cities. And then, um, you know, I think we should play a song from Cities uh, in a little bit. But, you know, I just, I do want to tell a story of how I met A.J. Perro, which is kind of crazy. Uh, this was back in uh, 2001, I believe. This was, or maybe it was 2002. Um, Twisted Sister did a reunion. This, I believe it was their first reunion uh, in New York to um, uh, for the firefighters of 9-11. New York Steel. New York, the New York Steel show. When that happened, no lie, a day after that show, D. Snyder did a solo show down here in Fort Lauderdale. So I go to that show with my come out and play vinyl, my rough cut vinyl. I went super early because I wanted to meet Dee Snyder. You know, I'm a huge Twisted Sister fan. So I get there and Dee Snyder comes out and I'm like, oh, Dee, you know, how you doing? Blah, blah, blah. And I go, hey, got a few things for you to sign. Can you take a picture with me? He's like, sure. And it was a disposable camera. And I give it to this girl to take a picture. And, you know, while I'm handing it to the girl, outside of the club comes A.J. Perro. And I was like, oh, A.J. Perro. 
wow, you know, and, and Dee's like, yeah, AJ's playing tonight. I was like, wow, hey, man, I can't believe it, you know. And then she's about to take a picture, and AJ Perro gets out of the way. And I'm like, no, 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 AJ, come here. So if you look at the picture, anybody that has uh. me, everybody, anybody that has me on Facebook, if you look at the picture, because it's my main picture now, it's a picture of me and Dee Snyder with arms around each, uh, around each other's shoulder, and AJ Perro's kind of like leaning into the picture, you know? And then... Can, well, yes. can, can, can you post that on your mom's Facebook page? Because I'm friends with her. I want to. I want to yeah, yeah. see this. No, I'll, I'll unblock you for a day. Oh, that'd be that'd be great. All right, I'll, so I'll see this. And uh, so, and then you know, then, then it gets even wilder. So then, D. Snyder starts signing my stuff, and D. Snyder looks at the rough cut. He's like, "Wow, this is really rare." And AJ goes, "Hey, you want me to sign those too?" I was like, "You're AJ Perro, man. You played on this. Of course, I want you to sign this, man." He was so humble and killer and cool. And I said, man, if I knew you were here, I would have brought my cities. And right when I said that, Dee Snyder goes, damn, this guy is a fan. (laughs) But that's my A.J. Perro story. And now we're going to turn it over with killer memories of A.J. Perro. What does A.J. Perro mean to you, Ian? Oh, man, I I was a huge, huge Twisted Sister fan when I was coming up, man. I, I remember, very distinctly remember the summer of 84, like, that whole summer, I lived at the YMCA, which most kids my age did, and everybody would bring their boom boxes, man, and it was like, you were either listening to Stay Hungry or Shout at the Devil, you know, or Pyromania. I mean, that shit, you know, you were always blaring those albums. Metal Health. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what we were jamming, and, uh, man, just always a fan, and uh, when I finally got to see him was when they put out that, I'm sorry, but in my opinion, a horrible, horrible Christmas album. And they, they, they toured for that. And they came to where I was, this podunk fucking town I lived at, seaside town in Florida, Melbourne, Florida. And, like, at that time, nobody came there for concerts. But Twisted Sister came there, you know, right around Christmas and shit. Well, I had a mint condition copy of Come Out Play, you know, the one where you pull it up and D pops out of the manhole. Exactly, yeah. I had D and AJ uh, signed up, yes. actually. I haven't signed and, up and, both. And, and, and if my old girlfriend from Florida who has the album at her house, I will send you the shipping money. Please send that to me because now I need it even more than ever. But anyway, uh, so we get there early at the show, and it's me, uh, another buddy who's who's a huge Twisted Sister fan, and another guy who could give a fuck less. He you know, wasn't a Twisted Sister. He was a metal fan. He just never liked Twisted Sister. But he just wanted to come get drunk and party. So we get there early, and I met A.J., and uh, Eddie Fingers Ojea before the show. Nice. And they signed, they signed it. And they're like, damn, you know, that's... They made a joke. They're like, what a shitty album, but it's in great condition, you know. <laughs> and and uh, I pulled out the sleeve. And if you pull it, if you remember the, the, the sleeve, the inner one, it had it showed them all like half makeup and half regular face. Yeah. I, I had all of them sign where, you know, their respective picture was. So I, I meet those two first. And then after the show, I met uh, JJ and Mark the Animal Mendoza and, and waited for like fucking an hour for D to finally come out, who was very nice, but it was brief and short. And, and he signed where, you know, you pull it out, of course. You know, so I got all their signatures on the album. It was an incredible show. You know, I, you, you could take the Christmas songs. I, got, I have a question. Yeah, go ahead. Your buddy that didn't like Twisted Sister, what did he think afterwards? 
Uh, he had fun. He was so drunk. Okay. And, and and what's really funny is while we're waiting, uh, you know, because I insisted we had to stick around after the show. I'm like, I gotta meet these motherfuckers because it was a small. Bu- it was like a like a goddamn uh, Knights of Columbus building or some shit. It wasn't big. There was only one exit, so I knew it was just a matter of time till they had to come out. So I'm like, we're fucking sticking around. Well, behind the fucking venue was a fucking big ass Winnebago. So you know, we're like, we swear that's gotta be fucking Twisted Sister. You know, that's their tour bus or whatever. And outside the tour bus was a big cooler full of bo- filled with booze, which we stole. <laughs> we stole their booze. We stole, like, about a 12-pack of beer and half a bottle of Jaeger was in there. <laughs> and we drank that while we were waiting for him to come out. And then my buddy, the one who wasn't a big fan, he uh, he jumped on top of the fucking tour bus because there's a ladder in the back. He climbed up on it and started shaking the tour bus and goes, Come out of there, CC. My buddy wants your fucking autograph. <laughs> I go, I go, asshole. It's JJ. He goes, JJ, CC. Who gives a fuck? I'm drunk. <laughs> so Gary Gunn, the Gun Show. That was fucking hilarious, man. Um, but uh, anyway, when I met him, though, it was super nice. So yeah, it's like he seemed like he couldn't believe I wanted his fucking autograph. I'm yeah. like, dude. You know, why Why wouldn't I want your autograph? You're, he's a god, man. Yeah, he's just important. And I, I think one thing, and I really I really don't want this to come off bad, but uh, AJ really dumbed down his drumming for Twisted Sister. And what I mean by that is, you know, th- their music requires a certain, uh, like uh, Phil Rudd, ACDC-esque drumming that I'm, I'm not trying to disrespect, but well, I, I I disagree, and I will give you some examples. But go ahead. Well, well, no, no. AJ has even said this in interviews. Okay. He said that he, he said he said it was a frustrating aspect because he wanted to show off more of what he could do, more like double bass drumming and stuff like that, which he felt he was incredible at. But they asked him to tone down because they wanted more of like an ACDC vibe to their music, and he said that was very frustrating for him, and. uh so it's nice to hear him play outside of that and show off, you know, some people like, oh, yeah, well, what's the fucking drumming on, you know, I want to rock or we're not going to take it. He could do a lot more than that. He just served the song when he was with Twisted Sister. And he still did an incredible job. But, you know, it's like if you're playing a Stone song, you don't need a blast beat, but he could do that too. As well as you know, I I thought he hit drumming. he hit those drums so fucking hard, and I think his drumming was incredible. And in songs like "Tear It Loose," "Come Out and Play," his drumming on that was just unbelievable. "Stay Hungry," the song. Listen to the drums on "Stay oh, Hungry." There's I, it's intricate and fast. You know, I mean, yeah, uh, I, I can I, go I, on and on. Um, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm I'm, I'm quoting the man himself. No, I, I, I understand what you're saying, but. He was probably saying, like, I'm capable of so much more, but man, what he did in Twisted Sister was still impressive as fuck. And, may I add, and no disrespect to Phil Rudd, because I think Phil Rudd is one of the greatest drummers ever. He was way more busier than Phil Rudd. He wasn't a keep-the-beat. Twisted Sister really wasn't a keep-the-beat type band. I mean, maybe in some, some of the bigger hits. But man, if you take out, like, you know... Um, knife in the back, um, right. uh, power in the glory, take you alive, and where he yeah. did show off his skills on that. On, it's an album called Annihilation Principle by the band called Cities. 
Yes, which I had never heard till today. I I knew that he was in the band prior and that he went back to him after he left, but I'd never actually heard it. But thanks to you, you're like, hey, check this out. I listened to the whole album right before we recorded it. Amazing. I mean, traditional metal, but amazing. Playing great. I mean, if you like traditional 80s metal, look up this out. Use our fucking Amazon link and, and fucking uh, and get, there's, a, there's a remaster that came out in 2011. It's worth it, people. Really, check it out. Actually, I'm going to get on that Amazon link and buy that because I only have it on vinyl. So I would love to nice. get a, a CD version that's remastered. Hopefully bonus tracks. If not, I don't care. That album's so good, it's fine the way it is. Oh, yeah. And there is one quick thing I, I want to point out, uh, uh, just out of respect. Uh, did lose two more people in rock this week. Uh, we lost the bass player from Toto. I mean, I know they're not considered a metal no, no, band, and, but he was an and also, musician. The bass player from Free passed away as well. Yes, and I also want to, and, and the guy from Free actually was the one that wrote or co-wrote uh, their their big hit, uh, All Right Now. All, all Right Now, yeah. And So to- I, I, I want to show respect to them and their families and their fans as yes. well. And Toto is playing Miami soon. So I don't know if they're going to cancel or not because he was still playing with Toto. So um, yeah, yeah. And, and, I, and I'm and, going to that show. I was going to go to that show regardless because I've never seen Toto, and I'm a big fan of uh, Steve Lukather. Right, and, and, and you know people can laugh at Toto, but you would be amazed. Uh, they were the hottest before they formed Toto, and even after they were the hottest session mu- musicians yeah. in town. Everybody used all of Toto. A lot of records you'd be surprised. But, uh, yeah, I just wanted to mention that and the bass player from Free. But uh, let's get back to the A.J. Pirro show because we love him and we miss him. Yeah, and it's just, you know, it, it breaks my heart. because I, And also, it breaks my heart how America looks at Twisted Sisters like a jokey band. But, you know, what a lot of people don't realize, Twisted Sister is still to this day headlining massive festivals for hundreds of thousands of people in Europe. They headline Wacken every year, every summer. They go over to Europe and headline these huge, I'm talking about headlining, like Slayer's opening for them and stuff like that. Twisted Sisters closing shows over there. And for some people that aren't aware of Twisted Sister, you know, I mean, fuck, man. I mean, there's so much... and it was wasn't it my pick of the week just last week or the week before, the uh, live and hammers, hammers li- live great and ha- live album. Yeah, that was my pick. I mean, if you want to hear Twisted Sister in the raw, because I feel their studio albums is a little neutered. Come on, let's be honest, you know. Well, that's that's Tom Worman. You know? Yeah, I mean Tom Worman's and, Dieter, done- and, and Dieter Dirks, I think did uh, did a couple and Bo Hill. Uh, but, I mean, they they really had some mainline producers. Bo Hill doesn't count though because that was a D. Snyder solo album that the True. record company forced him to call it Twisted Sister, but no members of Twisted Sister on that album except for D. Snyder. Now, see, I heard they played some, but very little. Well, that's I heard but different. A- 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 AJ was already out of the band. They had Joey Franco by That's then. right, and which which uh. I hope they bring Joey Franco back and they keep playing those oh. summer shows in memory of AJ Perro to keep Twisted Sister alive. As long as the other four are still alive, hey, look, they're not releasing new music, okay? They're pretty much a nostalgia act now. So keep playing out there those songs that AJ Perro shines so just, good on. 
I just saw D. Snyder. You know, he did an ad for an ID for our show that we played before. Uh, yes. Super nice guy, by the way. But Joey Franco was the drummer in his solo band and did, did an incredible job. You know, and and I would, I'd like to see him. You know, D. And it's so sad because D. Just turned sixty last week. Yes. And then this happens. And, but I would like to see them continue. Uh, you know, because you can't stop rock and roll, man. It needs to keep going. There, yep. There's very few bands out there, even younger bands, that give as much intensity live as these guys do. They really do. I mean, I mean, I w- personally, I wish they made new music. Uh, but man, when they when they play the hits, uh, it ain't going through the motions. It, it, it's they give it everything they got. You know what? What kills me too. I don't know if you've heard it, but have you ever heard the song they did called Thirty? Twisted Sister. I like Thirty. That song is like awesome. It. It's amazing that it shows you. I like it. It shows you that they, man, they can write a killer album. See, see, I hated Heroes Were Hard to Find. I thought that, that I didn't like. That I didn't like. Yeah, yeah, but but Thirty was you, great. You know, it, and D great. wrote it by himself, but he wrote a lot of. No, no, D Snyder wrote everything in Twisted Sister. Did you know? Right, this? right, right. Yeah, yeah. No, I well, know. I don't know about the earlier stuff, but I know Under the Blade. Right. Um, right. You can't stop rock and roll and uh, stay hungry. Every single song, even the music, was written by Dee Snyder. Well, 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 co-written with Bob Daisley. Well, no, no, Dee Snyder, aka Bob Daisley. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, yeah. yeah Bob Daisley's okay. like the Wizard of Oz. He's un- he's behind the curtain. Well, yeah. Uh, just I would like to play some songs in, in honor of AJ Pirro, and uh, really, if if you don't know him. You know, check out some tours. I mean, besides fucking I Want to Rock. Yeah, and, and, and we're and, not going to take it. There's some good goddamn metal, okay? And we're going to gonna mean, play it now. We're going to play it now. This is what I want to do. Right. I want to start it with Cities. And then That's after good. that, I'm going to put two, maybe three Twisted Sister tracks that really show off his right. amazing drummer. His amazing drummer. And, and then after that, we are going to go live even though it's previously recorded, it's live from the past. Kiss interview with Bill, or Kiss review with Bill Wang, and we're going to have a special call in from Scott Green. I think we should do Scott Green first, and then go into the the Kiss thing. All right, there you go. And that's going to be cool too. Let's uh, just this is going to be a great episode, and in memory of our fallen brother, man, AJ Perro. Here's hey, the I'm I'm drinking to you, AJ. Yeah, and I salute you, man, and. Uh, I love you, man. You were really nice to me, and it breaks my heart that you're gone. But uh, with me and with the millions of fans out there, your, your your spirit will live on. And here is, from his band Cities, this song is called Shades of Black.
are going to talk to the man, the head guy in charge of our new home, ThatMetalStation.com. Hell yeah. Scott Green would, would like to say something to the fans. Hey, Scott. Scott, how you doing? Hey, Come on, guys. Hey, good to have you, Scott. Um, we are honored to be on your, ThatMetalStation.com. Can't thank you enough for uh, getting us on. And, uh, Scott, before you say what you have to say, uh, let everybody know why we're on your station. Just let them know because we're so awesome that you had to have us. Come on, let, let the people know. Well, it, it, I, I heard you guys' show a couple times, and uh, I actually approached you guys one time before I wanted you guys, and I couldn't get you at that point in time. And uh, I, I finally got you guys because you guys are badass, and I will give you that. And plus, uh, you know, you know, Ian, you know, he likes to drink, and I like to drink, and we're all good like that. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. right. <laughs> and it's true that you wanted a house on your show because, because you know, it's only two of us. It's not like that third person, right? <laughs> uh, well, you know, um, yeah, no, um, no, no, no. I don't even know who the hell Whoa. that is. Who is that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hey, well said. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Scott, oh, I, under- no. I understand you're going to do something very cool for our listeners. Is that right? Uh, yeah, man. For the Rock and Metal podcast, um, you know, what I've done in, in the uh, spirits of Easter um, through January and February and March. Oh, that's right. February, March. Yeah, February, March. I have to think about it sometimes. Um, what I've done is since Easter's coming up, I've laid three Easter eggs in a story one in uh, January, one in February, and one in March. And I have an email address set up to you guys, and it has to say uh, in the subject, uh, Rock and Metal Metal Podcast um, Contest. So that way I know it's your listeners, and what it is, is the first one that sends me all three numbers that are on those eggs, there's there's three eggs with three series of numbers on them. Uh They send me those, a a contest at thatmetalstation.com. That is contest at thatmetalstation.com. The first one that sends it to me, we're going to have you guys give them a free pack of TVs. Nice. That's awesome. Oh, that's awesome. So, you know, so, we like to give to, we like to, uh, I was just going to say, we like to give to the, uh, we like to give to the listeners. We like to give to the readers. We like to give to the people that like thatmetalstation.com. And, you know, I mean, who else better to give something away but you guys? Thank you, Scott. So, in other words, you have stories up that are February and March, January, February, March. You have stories up on thatmetalstation.com that have Easter eggs. Now, the listener has to find the Easter eggs on each of those stories and then send it to uh, you. And then uh, whoever's the first one to do it gets some free CDs. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and, I, and I promise there's no Sammy Hagar. Awesome. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that, 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 that's, that's a good prize. Yeah, that, guarantee we won't lose listeners. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, I, and, I, and I, you know what? I, and I'm going to do more of this stuff for you guys, uh, you know, because, you know, bringing on the station has really kind of adapted the website to uh, a different, um, you know, outlet. And we get a lot of we get a lot of really cool stuff sent to us to be able to send out to the listeners and to the readers. And you know what? I feel like, you know, each show should be able to give some stuff away. And, you know... You guys were gracious enough to come on to you know come on and let me run your show on, on Sundays and uh, Thursdays, and you know I, everybody else is like, oh, I can't believe you're going to put the you know a recorded talk show on your. I'm like, you know what? 
Howard Stern was Howard Stern was recorded and played at night all across the country. Yeah, <laughs> he's the greatest radio DJ. You know what? And that's the way I look at it. You know what? As long as it's good radio, that's all that matters. Exactly. And uh, Scott, let, let the people know when exactly are we on your station? The time? Uh, you are on. You're on Sundays at 12, uh, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Nice. And we just moved you guys to 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Thursdays. Very cool. Awesome. I believe, awesome. I believe, I believe that. So, man, I got so much stuff going on in my head, dude. Oh, my God. You wouldn't believe how hard, how, how much there is to do with uh, uh, running a, a website and a radio station, man. Yeah, I can imagine, yeah. But we, tr- we hopefully will make it easy yeah. for you yeah. when it comes to our show. I mean, you guys make it, you, you guys are, you know what, you take care of your business, you do what you're supposed to do, you guys are the best, man, and I, I can't tell you, I mean, again, you guys led me to uh, Gully and Joe, you know, yeah. I mean, without, without you, yeah, without you guys, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have grabbed them either, you know, and that's, and that's a plus, you know, with, you know, starting a family and, you know, bringing people together and saying, hey, man, you know, we all have the same intentions. We we love metal, we love music, and we want to put our opinions out there, and we want to put, you know, what we think and like and love out there. Hey, Scott, I really do appreciate it, but can you just say me instead of you guys? I mean, Ian's just dead weight. Oh, come on. Come on. Without me, uh, uh, without me Ralph, we wouldn't be on this station, and we wouldn't be... I, I think, finally, now that we're on that metalstation.com, we are going to beat... Casey Kasem's American Top 40. I think we So we're going to do to Casey Kasem what we did what we did to Terrence. That's right. right. We're going to fire Casey Kasem. Okay. Well, thank, thank you so much, Scott. We are, we are very we're glad to be aboard the thatmetalstation.com family and uh, this is going to be the beginning of a long, fruitful relationship and uh, all our listeners, tune in to thatmetalstation.com 24-7, because what the fuck else are you going to do? Listen to some metal yes. at metalstation.com. And let me tell you, uh, Scott, I've been listening to that metalstation.com. Man, everybody out there, you should listen to it, not even just for us, but listen to their programming. They're freaking awesome. Oh, what, what, what a mix. I mean, you go from, like, you know, some classic metal to some new metal to local artists. There's a lot of awesome shit. And it's all fucking metal. It all rules. Scott, we thank you so much. Welcome. And the one thing you will, the one thing you'll notice about our station, you don't hear no FM metal. No. Yeah. No, I've never, I've never heard Nickelback once on that metal station. <laughs> <laughs> well, that uh, Scott, again, we can't thank you enough for having us. Uh, uh, we are proud to be part of your new home, and uh, we plug the hell out of you guys if you haven't noticed. And uh, we want to oh, make know you guys do. And we want to make you proud, man. We want to make you proud, and we want me. We want you to think I made the right choice getting these uh, Ralph on the show and and the other. Yeah. Guy. Hey, yeah, yeah, the other yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring in, bring in Ralph on, and um, you know that, that one dude that talks every now and then. Hey, that's me. No, yeah. no, I can't. I can't, I can't do that to him, man. I can't do that to him, man. Ian's a good guy. You know, he's he's not Terrence. <laughs> now I like nice. you. Now I like you even more. It's that Scott guy now, man. Dot com. That Scott guy rules dot com. <laughs> hey, we also have another dot. We have another dot com for it too, as well. 
devilmusicradio.com. Devilmusicradio.com? we got to remember that, Ian. Devil. Devil music. Oh, devil music. Oh, even yeah. better. Yeah. Even better. Yeah. 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 They play all songs about your mother, Ralph. <laughs> oh, by yeah. the way, by the way, yeah. by the way, Scott, I mean, to show you how much uh, we appreciate you being, uh, you having us on the show, I'm going to have sex with Ian's mom even more so, to, so I can come up with more bizarre stories. And believe me, it's not fun having <laughs> sex with his mom. But I do the sacrifice for you. Well, as long that, as you Scott. just yell out my name a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's ScottRules.com. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, would be, that would be great. Right at, right at the climax, you know, just yell that out for me. Oh. Yeah, that's where I'm taking oh. Ian's mom, CarMax. <laughs> this is terrible. Uh, <laughs> get the facts. <laughs> all right, Scott. Hey, uh, Scott, okay, so we're going to get back to our show, man, but we want to thank you for coming on, and... Uh, we're going to make you proud, buddy. Definitely, guys, man. I'm, I am proud to have you guys, and I appreciate you being here just as much as you appreciate me for uh, what all we do together. That's the thing is it's, we all appreciate one another. Yeah, We are brothers in metal, and this is awesome. All right. So, Sonny, uh, so, hey, Scott, guys, take it easy. Again, yeah. Again, thank you so much for being on the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast with Ralph and the other guy. Thank you. Hello. <laughs> all right. <laughs> All right, Scott. We'll talk soon, buddy. All right, so that was great uh, hearing from our, our boy Scott, man. So what do you say we get to our killer review? And guess who we got on the phone? Hey, I, I'll, let him, I'll let him do his little trademark thing. Tell, let the people know who you are, guest of this week. Basically who I am, I have chopsticks, I have soy sauce, I have wasabi, and I also have egg rolls, diddly dee diddly dee bam Oh, that can only be one person. From the Bay Area, yes. Bill Wang, yeah. yeah, yeah. Hell yeah, right. back yeah, my yeah, popular yeah, demand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I wanted Pat uh, Moriata or whatever the fuck it is. I wanted is. Bill Wang. You see, Ian? Uh, you see, Bill, who's on your side and who's not? <laughs> thank I, you, thank I, you. I love it. I give I you five. Bro. I give you six from five stop chopsticks. And oh, fuck. That's great. That's yeah, awesome. I Thank give you. you I give you an extra. I throw in an extra chopstick for you, buddy. And, awesome. Uh, Thank you, man. Fuck you, rule. And I'm like, hey, man. The most popular podcasts we have are the Kiss shows. So why not bring Bill back for the next? I think the last time we did a Kiss show was with Bill. Am I correct? Uh, <laughs> Lick it up. No, no, we did we did top ten kiss songs. That's right, top ten kiss songs. I remember that vividly. Ian was but, like, Ian but was, yeah. Here's an interesting Bill Wang figure into our show's history. In the last three months, the two shows with Bill Wang are in our top ten shows. Wow. The Judas, yeah, the Judas Priest point of entry and the Kiss Lick It Up. So the fans love the Wang. <laughs> Isn't it That's ironic that, that, that Bill's on the shows that our fans give 5.5 chopsticks? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Things that make you go, hmm. Yeah, exactly. There's so, something in that Wang. I'm so, telling you. Yeah, so, yeah uh, nobody knows that more than Mrs. Wang. That's right, Gina Elizabeth. Oh, absolutely. Gina Elizabeth knows all about the Wang, That's baby. That's right. Ooh, yeah. Anyway, so... Uh, <laughs> Anyway, by the way, I love your picture, Bill, with the Golden Gate bridge behind you. That's pretty badass. Oh, thanks. Thank you. Thank you, bro. I appreciate that. You got that Kiss Unmasked thing going, you know, with the little, like, you know, covering, because you don't want people to know. I I have a theory 
You're, you're uh, Vinnie Vincent. But, you know, I don't know. Maybe you're I'll not. Tell you, I'll, I'll tell you what. I have actually seen Bill Wang unmasked. Oh. But I will, never, I will never share that with the world because that, that, that special Wang you're thing. You're kind of like the Bill of Coin of the Wang world. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. I, I, I am the puppet master and I'm secretly gay. Uh, <laughs> wow. But yeah, How yeah, can I, I, I know what Bill Wang looks it. like. And he's a handsome devil. Oh, oh, oh Hey, hey, so uh, uh, somebody brought this to attention. They said, hey, you know, we've noticed all, out of all your Kiss shows, you've never reviewed a 70s Kiss album. And I said, no. I saw that too. And I'm like, all right, let's keep the tradition. So this week we're going to do, we're, we're very close to the 70s, but we're going to do the 1980 album Unmasked. Uh, I think uh, uh, how I discovered Unmasked was like, oh man, I remember the first time I saw Shandy was on the Don Kirshner Rock concert. You remember nice. that stuff? Wang, you're, you're, you're a little too young, are you? I do. You no, do? actually, Ralph, I'm, I'm up with you, actually, quite okay, frankly. So yeah, I remember exactly what you're talking about. So yeah, you yeah. remember uh, the Don yep. Kirshner Rock concert, huh? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yep, I sure do. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I do get it confused because it, it was either Don Kirshner or it was uh, the Midnight Special that showed the Shandy video. And at this point, I was into the new wave of British heavy metal, Judas Priest, Van Halen. You know, I was into the whole, you know, Black Sabbath, Heaven and Hell and Accept and stuff like that that I kind of like lost touch with Kiss. And then when I saw the Shandy video, I was like, oh, well, let me let me go and put on like you know, Wheels of Steel or something or the First Maiden. You know, it was like I gave up on Kiss, so I didn't really listen to Unmasked till 1983. All I'd known from it was Shandy, and uh, then when I did get around to listen to it, eh, I guess I'll have to give my opinion when I go through song to song. But I will say, uh, Shandy is one of the. One of the songs I do love on this album where the first time I saw it, I hated it. But, you know, and another thing I remember about the album Unmasked was in the record stores, they had this little tiny Unmasked album with gum. You guys remember that? Oh, yeah. It had like a record to sign. I do. Yes, I do. I remember that. I remember there was a little, uh, you know, you can buy it for a buck or something, which I should have. But, yeah, that's all I can remember about Unmasked. Uh, Bill, tell us uh, when you discovered Unmasked. Man, it's crazy that because um, this week I've been listening to it, and the first time I've actually listened to the whole record in its entirety, and in, in, quite frankly, years. But it brought back memories, and actually, I bought the record May twentieth, nineteen eighty, the day it was released. Wow. Um, re- yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I remember coming home, and my mom giving me a ride home, and I got my my best friend Derek to come over. And I was all excited, thinking it was kind of, you know, going to be kind of like a dynasty sort of vibe, you know, kind of weak, but also some killer songs, right? And I remember as soon as we put on the record, and um, is that you? And I just, I looked at my buddy and says, what the fuck is this? <laughs> it's like, is this Hall & Oates? I mean, what's the deal? You know, like, like you said, Ralph, I mean, you know, at that juncture, it's like, you know, Priest, British Steel, Women and Children Furs, Ozzy, Blizzard of Oz, you know, Permanent Waves, so... Yeah, I was, I was, I was pissed off, you know. And it took many, many years later. And actually, this week, I kind of liked it a little bit more. But yeah, it, w- it was a shock to this kid, that's for sure. I hear. You. How about you, Ian? Uh, it's <coughs> excuse me. It's funny you uh, you bring up uh, the thing with the bubble gum 
and stuff like that. Because I had that before I even had the record. Because, uh, you know, I was young. And I heard if you bought that gift to your mother, she'd blow bubbles. Uh, you don't have to give her that. You can give her anything. She'll blow, <laughs> any, she'll blow anything for anything. <laughs> but the first time I heard the actual album would probably be around 88. Uh, when I was going back and buying the whole uh, back catalog, I came on board with Asylum. And uh, uh, just listened to it like, man, this is different from everything else. Because I, I came aboard during Metal Kiss. You know, and Glam Kiss. Then it went back, you know, to the 70s and got, you know, Superhero Kiss. And then it's just like filling the fucking blanks. And I got this one. I was like, wow, this is fucking different. Uh, but I was such a blind fucking Kiss fan uh, that, that I dug it. Not as much as the others, but I did dig it. Uh, but fuck it. Let's go into the first fucking track. Ralph, what do you think about Is That You? All right, unlike Bill, Bill, I'm pretty surprised, but I guess it was the time he heard it, because the time I heard it was around 1983, and I remember, this is something else I forgot to bring up, I had a car back then, I'm telling you, I had a car at a real young age, and I remember a guy said to me, if you give me a ride home, I'll give you a kiss on mass on vinyl, well, you know, I'll give you, back then, I'll give you a kiss on mass meant vinyl, you know, and uh, I was right. like, okay, fuck it so i gave him a ride home and he gave me the record and i went home i put it in when i first heard track one is that you i really didn't hate it i was like hey hey this is uh this ain't that bad i mean i was expecting worse and uh but yeah the part where it goes you always hit the it's got it's a it's a little hokey you know the high pitch it is a cover song where you could hear the original version on youtube it's not that different um, and uh, it's 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 one of the songs on here that I don't hate, and believe me, that's a rarity on this album. Bill, uh, I I kind of know what you feel about it, but get get a little more in depth what you feel about it. is that you? Um, well, kind of piggyback on what I said previously. I mean, like kind of like a Hollow Notes song, first song I heard when I put it on. Um, you know, um. I don't know. It just it was confusing as a kid. It's kind of uh, not an not necessarily a song I would expect. You know that I expected from an opener of a Kiss record. You know all the classic songs that opened up all those great records, and all of a sudden you hear this, and it's like. And I don't hate it. Don't get me wrong, but it certainly was not a song that I would expect Kiss to open up. Oh, I guess you could say the same thing for the album previously. With I was me for loving you, but. That's together, but you know what? I I don't hate it. it like I said, it's, it sounds like Holland Oats, and it's 1980, and um, you know, I give it two out of five chopsticks with a medium bam. Oh, there you go. Well, how about you, Ian? Uh, so good and so gay. <laughs> I mean, this just uh, you know, I'm not saying it's bad, but it tastes like dick. Uh, you know, <laughs> it is. It's it's not. It's it's not a Kiss song, but then in a way I can kind of see it being a Kiss song with different production. I mean, it's definitely got you know this is the dawn of the '80s. It's got that early '80s, late late '70s, early '80s feel to it. Uh, the production on this whole album, uh, very dry, very. It's, it's like you know, if you want Giorgio Moroder, just get Giorgio Moroder. You know, fuck Benny Poncia. 
uh, who co-wrote damn near every fucking song on this album. This is one he didn't. But uh, yeah, I, I remember hearing this for the first time and just like, holy shit, this is different. But like I said, I was so blinded in my Kiss fandom. Uh, you know, kind of like you fucking elder fans who like, you know, if it was anybody else and you heard it, you'd be like, oh, this sucks. You're wrong. You know, but, <laughs> but because it's... Oh, oh, the elder. I mean, let's call it what it is. It's Emerson Lake and fucking Schwartzberg. If it was any, you know, if it didn't have Kiss on it, nobody would like the fucking elder. And is this you? I'm kind of, I, I don't know. I, I like it, but I think I'm a little, I lean towards forgiving it because I'm a Kiss fan. But I do enjoy the song. Uh, not my favorite on the album, though. Well... Um, uh, well, uh, let me ask you, because we're going to go... Uh, I'll start the next song, so that'll actually bring up a good question to ask. See if either you two know the answer, because I don't. Okay. The next song is Shandy, which I love, by the way. First time I heard it, like I said earlier, Don Kirchner Rock Concert, I was like, ew! And, uh, but now, I don't know, man, there's something about that song I just love. It's pure pop, pure schlop, whatever, but... Uh, I don't know if you guys are aware of this. Paul Stanley plays everything but the drums on this song. Bass, guitar, uh, and no, 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 solo. No, no, no. Yeah? No. no, he doesn't play bass on it. It's, uh... I heard it was Paul. No, it's it's Tom somebody or something. Okay, I thought it was Paul. Well, let me ask yeah. you guys this. and See if any of you... Is there any song on Unmasked that features Ace, Paul, and Gene together? Like, I mean, playing their instruments. <clears throat> I believe so. I wonder what songs that would be, because I have a feeling this is kind of like a Psycho Circus thing, where uh, Gene doesn't play bass on most songs. Well, it's like Psycho Circus, only it's good. I like Psycho Circus. I I was under the impression that basically what you were saying, without actually saying it, what you said is, I didn't, I, I mean, I don't know for a fact, but I would guess that there's absolutely no songs that they all played all the, the instruments but I could be wrong, and uh, uh, yeah. I don't know. I, 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 believe, I believe you guys are wrong. Well, I mean, I will say this. Uh, all the Ace songs, uh, he played all the instruments. He, I mean, he played all the guitars and the bass. That's where I got confused. Okay, it was yeah, Ace yeah, 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 that yeah. played bass yeah. on his songs, yeah. not yeah, Paul. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. And, and, and there's a guy, it's Tom something or other. Uh, and, and the funny thing is, this is on your unmasked review. I guess you didn't watch that before you fucking did this. But, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, you, you mentioned the guy's name who played bass on, on Shandy. But yeah, uh, Paul, is the the, worst. Paul is the only Yeah, I know. Uh, and that's why I watch it, because I want to compare it, because you change your fucking opinion I know. more than Terrence Chip's <laughs> fucking Red Sox shirts. Uh, uh, no, I'm not that bad. I watched that also just recently. Exactly. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about, about right. Dr. Fuck. Right, yeah, right, right. Yeah, right. But no, it is, it's, it's Tom somebody I never fucking heard of that plays bass on Shandy. Uh, the rest is Paul. Holly Knight plays keyboards. Um, <laughs> I said that too, right? But, uh, yeah. I forgot. But, uh, all, right. all right. Bill, what do you think about Shandy? I don't know. Kind of like... Um, it's got like a heavenly sound, very floaty, very poppy. Uh, the video's kind of cool. It's very colorful. Um, I think it's a cool song, man. And yeah, I mean, I wasn't going to use this word, but uh, Wadzilla, you did. It, it has a little bit gay overtones to it. You know, I'm not going to lie there. Um, you know, um, I like it, man. I do. I think I, I give it three out of five chopsticks with a little bit of bam, bam, bam. All right. 
Oh, there you go, man. That's not a half a band. That's a bam, bam, bam. Yeah, no, it's not a medium bam. It's a little, like, little yeah, it's yeah three, absolutely. It's three little bams, I noticed. Because, <laughs> exactly. Because, yeah, because exactly. Uh, you didn't scream the bam. You just said bam, bam, bam. Well, that's coming up. Oh, oh there yeah. one is coming. The oh. song that's getting. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, yeah. yeah. You'll I, see. I, 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 I'm sure. I know I have a big bam coming up soon. Um, okay, okay uh, Ian, you, you, I, I, you, what do you, did you talk about Shandy already, Ian? No, no, no. Uh, I, I love it now. I was a little bit when I first heard it, you know, like the rest of them, I was taken back, like, what is this shit? Uh, I, I, <laughs> I, I would say the biggest problem is who in the fuck ever met anybody named Shandy? What kind of fucking, <laughs> you don't even hear that name in the fucking ghetto. There's more girls named Laquisha. Then there is fucking Shandy. Hey, did, didn't I mention in my review that there was some artist on Casablanca called Shandy or something? No. That you got the name no. from? No? No, you didn't mention that or your sexuality. Uh, there, There is nobody named Shandy. Well, I don't have to mention my sexuality. People can hear my list. <laughs> but uh, I, I tell hey, you... Hey, wait a minute. Was, uh, there is somebody I know named uh, Shandy... It's a hooker on the corner here, a Sutter and Larkin. Yeah, yeah, that's Ian's uh, hooker name. Ian's mom's hooker name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ralph's mom got off of A1A? Jesus Christ. Uh, no, I, you're wrong. No, My mom shit. likes giving head with A1 sauce. That's how you got it. Oh, mixed up. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, nothing will fix her breath. I'll tell you right now. Um, it's my mom, dude. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. No, sorry about your luck. Um, anyway... <laughs> I want to talk about Shandy. Uh, horrible fucking name title. But uh, as the years gone by, this is a really good fucking song. And I'll tell you what. If anybody else would have re- released this song, I really think it would have been a hit. But I, I, I think in 1980, any, you know, anything you put Kiss on is going to mm-hmm. get started. It, you know, you know, uh, you know. Everybody's gonna be like, "Oh, that's that's fucking." Amen. Amazing. But kind of like how, um, you know, we've said before about like "Hard Luck Woman." If Rod Stewart would have actually sung "Hard Luck Woman," it would be on a radio station every fucking day. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and I think that's what it is with Shandy. It is a great song. It is a great written song, uh, musically, uh, lyrically, other than the fucking name. But because it's a fucking Kiss song in 1980. You, you know, only in fucking Australia is it going to be a fucking hit. Oh, you know? so you're saying like Australia has bad taste in music? I just said <laughs> Dingo ate my baby. You know, that's all I'm saying. But uh, well, there goes our Australian market. Oh, we we got that one guy. What's his name? James Gilman, and he's moving to fucking New Zealand anyway. But uh, <laughs> he's a fucking Kiwi now. Uh, <laughs> No, hey, Unmasked went to number one in New Zealand, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you yeah. know what? It, you know what? It beat out a fucking woodblock. You know. <laughs> oh shit! They, they don't get a lot of records there. But anyway, uh, I'm just kidding. I love all our New Zealand fans. Do we have any New Zealand fans? I don't know. Anyway, oh, we're about to have one that's moving there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think we just lost one. Uh, I, I I love Shandy, but like I said. Uh, Man, it was doomed out the fucking gates. Because what was uncooler than fucking Kiss? I mean, I I, I think fucking Leo Sayer got more pussy in 1980 than fucking Kiss. You know, you know, it's just the epitome of uncool by 1980. You know, 
you know, enough about a great song. Let's go into a real piece of shit. Bill, what do you got to say about Talk To Me? I think Talk To Me is a cool song. It's a little bit corny, and people can make fun of, you know, this, that, and the other thing. But I think it's a cool song. It's it's um, it's harmless. It's cool. Um, you know, and plus, in particular, there's a part in the video that uh, he winks, and my wife, Mrs. Wang, likes that. It's fun, and I like it, so I give it four to five chopsticks. Bam! All right, Ian, what do you think of uh, Talk To Me? Okay, Talk To Me. Talk to me fucking sucks. This is a horrible fucking song. Uh, this is why I think fucking the solo albums killed fucking Kiss. Because uh, Ace Frehley got way, way too secure. Uh, he's better when he plays guitar. I, I honestly think this. Because uh, this song is fucking horrible. Just shut up and play guitar. A horrible chorus. The drums on this suck. Anton, but the whole album, I think the drums sound like, like shit because it sounds like he's playing on a fucking Remo practice pad. You know, it's not necessarily what Anton Fig's playing, but the sound of the drums are are fucking terrible. And uh, you know, this this is no fucking shock me. You know, this is no strange ways or parasite. This is just a horrible, horrible fucking song. This is the only way that. Paul Stanley's Folgers commercial could get any worse as if they played Talk to Me in the background. Uh, oh, God. I hate this fucking song. What do you think, Ralph? Well, uh, we all know I'm a major Ace Freely nutswinger, but uh, I will say, all I can say positive about this song, it's, it's my favorite out of the three on this album of Ace songs. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I agree and disagree with you, Ian. Uh, I don't feel like the solo albums did any harm because... I love all the songs he did on Unmasked. Save Your Love, Hard Times, 2000 Man. Great, great songs. This one, uh, not as good. I feel like um, uh, it's just lacking. That's Dynasty, not Unmasked. No, I'm saying, well, I'm saying that that was the positive thing about the the solo albums, that he did do some good after it. And it was those songs off Dynasty, where I feel Unmasked was uh, pretty much... Um, a downgrade from that, and it was disappointing. You know, I was hoping when I finally got around to hearing this album that the Ace songs were going to be as good as the Dynasty stuff or Shock Me or, you know, the solo album stuff, which it's not. But uh, Talk To Me, uh, no, I, I would not say it's a great song, but compared to the other two, it's the best out of the three. That's all I can say about it. But I will go into the next song, which is by far my favorite song off the album is uh, Naked City. Oh, yeah. That song rules. Um, uh, I made a video for it. You can see it on YouTube, Almost Human 56. Uh, I don't think it's ever been played live, unfortunately. But uh, awesome, awesome song. You can hear the police and influence with the police, the reggae stuff in that, in the in the verses. And uh, I just think it's an awesome song. I think Gene Simmons owns the album. Bill? <clears throat> ding, 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 ding. Best song on the record. I love it. I love it. Five out of five chopsticks, two egg rolls, and a huge bam. Older women, younger men, this is my shit. Bam. There you go, man. Me and Bill on the same page. So, Ian, what do you think about Eight Naked City? Uh, Naked Silly. Naked City. <laughs> Naked Silly? 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too drunk for this. This shit should be over by now. Naked Philly is when uh when uh yeah. when Terrence sings Jethro Tull songs in the buff. That's true. <laughs> That's true. All right, th- this makes it to the outtake show. All right. All right. Naked City. Now, this makes it on this show. You kidding Uh, me? All right. Naked City. I love this fucking song. Of course, it's everybody's favorite fucking song on the album. Uh, Like, where the fuck did this come from? Because it's so out of place because it's so fucking awesome. Uh, I totally get what you're saying with the police thing, you know, by the guitar riff. But it also kind of reminds me of a disco version of In the City by Joe Walsh, you know, later re-recorded by the Eagles. Uh, great fucking song with, like, four fucking writers. I think it was uh, Gene Simmons, Vinnie Poncia. Pippi ball- Castro, Pippi Castro. Yeah, Pippi Castro and that ball-headed cocksucker Bob Kulik. Uh, <laughs> all took the credit away from Bob Daisley. Yeah, I took the credit away from Bob Daisley, who's the real talent. Uh, great fucking song, man. I, I fucking love it. I fucking love it. Why don't somebody talk about another great fucking song, which is what makes the world go round? What? <laughs> no, no, no. That shit sucks. Yeah, exactly. My, my, my sentiments. Wait, wait, hold on. I'm actually, Bill's making a fart sound. I'm actually going to have my ass make that fart sound. <laughs> there you go. Oh shit! That that song's so bad it felt wet. I think I have to change my drawers. So Ian, you think it's a good song, don't you? I love this fucking. Song. <laughs> I fucking. And, and the funny thing is, I wrote my notes. Uh, I put awesome song, perfect pop song. Fuck you, Ralph. <laughs> I I knew you were gonna hate on this shit. But I fucking love what makes the world go round. Oh, well, that's what. All right. You, all right, what do you got? No, I, 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 re, I think it sucks. I really don't have nothing more to add to it except it's garbage, Bill. Oh Jesus Christ! Set me up with a fucking fastball down the fucking plate. I think it's horrible. I think it's apocalyptically terrible. I think it gets zero chopsticks and a half-eaten egg roll. I, I agree. No, Bam, I give it also zero chopsticks and a half-eaten egg roll with ants in it. <laughs> All right, Ian, what's the next craptacular song on this garbage? Oh, the next song is a fantastic <laughs> song called yeah. Tomorrow. Tomorrow, okay. Tell us what you feel about this shit. I fucking love it. I love Tomorrow. Great pop song. To me, it sounds like a Cars song. Like, that's the kind of vibe they were going for with everything from the clap thing to the whole structure of the song. But it's very... To me, it's very of the times of the early 80s. And I think it is a perfect fucking 1980 pop song. I love Tomorrow. Bill? Ralph? Bill, what does Bill think of Tomorrow? What do I think about it? I think it's a family song, personally, and I'm going to let my my Mrs. Jean Elizabeth Wang tell you about what she thinks of it. Unfortunately, she can't. But No, no, no. Unfortunately, she's not going to, but I'm going to read what she said. Basically, it it reminds her of a Rick Springfield song, and it reminds her of the little Jean Elizabeth Wang skating around the roller rink back in 1980 as a little teeny-weeny kid. And, uh, And also... 
there's a part, uh, Wadzilla, you made a reference to the clapping part. That's so fucking so beautiful because little adorable Bill Wang Jr., during that part, he always says, Daddy, Daddy, and he claps. It's just so great. I love it. So basically, I get three out of five chopsticks. All Bam. right. Well, I have to disagree with both of you. I think it's a shitty song. Uh, I, you know, I think Tomorrow Rules Tomorrow. And then I say that every morning. No, Tomorrow's a great song. Tomorrow. <laughs> it sucks. I'm sorry. It, and, you know, and let me tell you something. In both of you guys' defense, I've, I, everybody online refers to this song as pop perfection. Uh, but, you know, then again, I took a shit this morning that was shit perfection. So, um, I don't know. I, I just can't say. You know, pr- pretty much the rest of this album is garbage. But, you know, I'll, I'll plow through it with you guys. I don't like tomorrow at all. I think the next one is three, two sides of the coin. Am I right? Is that the next one? Yeah. All right. Yep. Oh, yep. man. Bill and, and, and Miss Wang, forgive me. Because, you know, I'm with you guys with the, with the, with the swinging off uh, Ace's Nuts. I'm a huge Ace fan. I, I worship Ace. My favorite member. But, man, this is by far the worst Ace Freely song in Kiss. Yeah, I think he probably uh, matched it with some stuff off Second Sighting. But, ooh, this one's painfully bad. And, it, and it's really shocking how it, it ended up on one of the Kiss Greatest Hits albums. <laughs> uh, oh, I don't... No, no, sir, I don't like it. Ian? Mm-hmm. Ian? Uh, this song is so fucking horrible, it makes me want to hear a Mark St. John solo album. Uh, this is fucking, uh, terrible. The only thing worse than this song is the fucking podcast it, it inspired. Uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, Amen uh, there, brother. Amen. I, 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 I borderline retarded fucking, I mean, no borderline, it is retarded fucking lyrics. The solo isn't even good. Uh, you know, oh my god, this is even worse than fucking New York Groove, and I hate that fucking song. Oh, I love uh, that this song. This is oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You love your mother too, and she's a stupid fucking whore. <laughs> this song is fucking terrible, terrible, terrible. One of the worst Kiss songs ever. Burn, bitch, burn sounds like Stairway to Heaven compared to this fucking horrible, <laughs> horrible piece of shit. Two sides of the coin shame on you ace fraley shame on you instead of recording this you should have went back to sucking peter chris's cock this is horrible <laughs> horrible horrible song bill goodbye all right bill oh man guys i mean no well, here's bill uh i met some ladies i met some girls you know a fun simple song but my question is does ace want some head or some tail i mean i i'm just a little bit confused uh, three out of five chopsticks, not so bad, and a little above volume. Bam! I, I'm thinking he wants head from somebody who has a tail, if you know what I mean. This is fucking horrible. <laughs> Damn! Horrible. You're just biased, Ian, because you're a Paul Stanley. I am. I'm a Paul Stanley fan, and I and, love and, thought. And, if, and, I, and I think he's a great talent. And if Paul sang this song, you'd like it. <laughs> It would be fantastic. You you want to know why? I, you, you, all right, now you guys are going to hear how I'm right, okay? Ian, give us the review of the next mm-hmm. song. Oh, she's so European. Oh. Oh, God. oh, my God. Where is the fucking demon? Yeah, no, no, no. Where is the fucking... 
Yeah, of course, because uh, it's not Paul singing it. You, of course you're not going to like this. Notice yeah, he yeah, likes yeah. every song Paul sings on this garbage. Because Paul, <laughs> Paul's perfect, and but I love Paul, it. But Paul just sings the same schlop that Gene and Ace are doing, but yet you like his, his schlop. And, and, I mean, Wait. what's the difference between what makes the world go round and she's so European, really? It's the same $5. song. $5? Is that what uh, you said? <laughs> uh, man, uh, man where, where's the demon on this one? I don't... Here's the funny thing is, I don't hate this song, but it's like, this is not a fucking Gene song. This this could be a Duran Duran song. And I, I mean, I love Duran Duran, but this is not a Gene Simmons fucking song. Uh, the, the lyrics are fucking terrible. I mean, it, it's a shitty song, but for some reason, I still love it. Yeah, well, uh, I, mean, I, I, I have nothing to back this up. I like it, but in my heart of hearts, I know it's a bad fucking song. But I still find it enjoyable. Wang, how do you think this song hangs? Uh, pink champagne and gay-ass keyboards, one out of five chopsticks, zero bam. <laughs> yeah, those keyboards on it is like, do 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 when you see it's so horrible it reminds me of what makes the world go round it's that bad screw this song I hate this song the only thing kind of cool about it is that there's actual video of them lip syncing it which I mean I I, you know I'm a big ace nut swinger I mean kiss nut swinger that even a video of them doing some song back in the makeup days with Eric Carr I don't care mm-hmm. if it's Elder, Creatures, or Unmasked. It could be a horrible song, but it, it's mm-hmm. still there's video footage of it. And I like that. So it's cool that there's actually a video footage yeah, to this horrible, horrible song. Right, Bill? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it sucks. Uh, what's yeah, the, I what's, agree, man. What's the next song, Ian? Oh, the next song I absolutely fucking love. Of course, because Paul, next... uh, Paul sings it. And this one's really yeah. bad. Yeah, you, you know what? That's kind of fucked up. Like, oh, just because Paul said yeah. I love it. Yeah, no, no, no. no. It's just, it, it ain't no coincidence, dude, because number one, you no, think no, Paul no. did the best solo album. Number two, no. Paul, does yes, cra- do. Paul does crappy songs on a mask, and you have yet to say that any of them suck, yet Ace and Gene do just as bad, and you hate those, but you like Paul's. Come on, give me a break. I'll tell you what. No, uh, you want to you get down to brass text? I love this song because it's about your mother. It's called Easy As It Seems. And I fucking <laughs> love this song. I love that bass. There's no way in fucking hell that's Gene Simmons. That, do, 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 do. Uh, but I fucking love it, dude. It's, it could be a BG song. It's fucking fun disco. But I fucking love it, dude. I love Easy As It Seems. Because Paul's singing it. Because <laughs> Paul's singing it. And I'm a huge Paul Nutswinger. And that's the reason I drink Folger's Coffee in between... All the beer I drink. Um, and my favorite taste, and I at least I can admit when he does shitty stuff, you can. Oh, 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 trust me, I admit when Ace sucks too. I think it's a great fucking tune. Uh, Bill Wang, what you got on this? Stupid dumb song that gave me gas on Tuesday. One out of five chopsticks with a whisper. Bam. Wow. Well, there you go. I'm surprised it got one. I give it like minus 10,000 chopsticks. Yeah, me too. I give it minus 10,000 chopsticks <laughs> with like a bunch of rotten uh, uh, egg rolls infested with AIDS. 
That's what I think of that song. It's horrible, man. It's terrible. It's horrible. It's horrible. And, and, I, and, and, and oh, let, me, let me go into the next song. Just so yeah, I can... Yeah, yeah, I can school you in. I can school. I can school you here. <laughs> Torpedo girl. Ugh. That's right, Ian. Unlike you, I can admit when Ace sucks. Okay. I I gotta admit it. That it had potential to be a good song, but it just it just. Ugh. And I got and I also gotta disagree when you were like, oh no way, that's Gene on bass. Gene is awesome on bass. If you listen to those early Kiss albums. Great runs on those songs. Even like Ladies Room. Listen to stuff like, you know, like the stuff on Dress to Kill. He's an amazing bass player, but he dumbed himself down for money, uh, obviously. But I think Gene can do that stupid disco song that, that Paul did. And and even the beginning of a Torpedo Girl. I think that's Will Lee, actually. It's not. I know it's not Gene, but Gene could do shit like that. Anyway, it's. Not, yeah, 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 yeah. Willie come in your mom's mouth? Probably. You know, uh, uh, the mom thing's getting a little old, dude. <laughs> So's your mom. <laughs> I know, I know. Your mom, your mom, your mom. Anyway, Torpedo Girl's about... Tell me, what is Torpedo... The, who, who, is, who is Torpedo Girl? Uh, My I'll, mom. I'll tell you about Torpedo... I'll tell you, I'll tell you what Torpedo Girl about it's about three minutes and 45 seconds too fucking long because this shit wow it's not about my mom i'm shocked oh it's it's horrible yeah it's horrible i know i I agree with you and it's ace see yeah yeah well well no it's i appreciate your honesty all right bill it it, it is it it, okay bye (laughs) i can't finish i guess all right no i'm sorry i'm sorry no no let ian finish i didn't i thought you were done go ahead ian keep going I, I don't know what else to say. It's just, it's, it's a horrible song. Well, what the hell are you get mad at me for, Bill? I'm not mad at you, <laughs> Bill. Hello, Bill. Hey, hey, hey! Here I am. What do you think of hey, torpedo? Hey, hey, hey! You want me to take? Uh, okay, torpedo. Yes, sir. Here I am. Uh, yeah. Well, <clears throat> I don't know, man. I don't think it's as horrible as you all are talking about. I mean, is is it Parasite? Hardly. Is it Rocket Ride? No. Is it uh, Snowblind? No, it's not. But it's kind of a fun song for uh, put in the context of the record that it was compared to is I mean, Jesus Christ, is it easy as it seems? Does it really suck as bad as that? Fuck no, it doesn't. No, so here you go. No, that I, I like agree. the funky ass bass song, uh, vibe to it. I give it three out of five chopsticks because it tastes freely. Bam, 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 bam. There you go. All right, l- let me ask you something, Bill, real, real quick here. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you say something bad about Ace, will Gina use teeth? Is, is that oh, what it is? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh man, no comment. All I got is wounds <laughs> to tell that story. That's right, anyway. that's right. That's why this man loves everything Ace does. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bill. No, man. Anyways. <laughs> All right, Bill. Bill, you take the first shot here and go into You're All That I Want. Oh my God! You are setting me up with a David Ortiz fastball right down the middle. Game seven of the World Series. Yeah, here we go. Worst Kiss song that's ever been recorded. This is this belongs on the pits of hell. Zero chopsticks. Fourteen rotten egg rolls and ten minus bams. Hate, 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 hate. Wow. Wow. You mean out of all their albums, this is the worst song ever? 
The worst. Better, worse than any way you wanted. Worse, worse, terrible, terrible. Ah. Worse than ah, terrible. Ah. Worse than partners in crime, huh? Yes, worse than all that cat shit. The worst. Hate, hate, hate. Worse terrible. Than, worse than my way. Read your body. Yeah, even worse than put put the X in sex. It's terrible. Hate, hate, hate. Terrible. Oh, Ian. Wow. Ian, you take it. Oh man. Well, I mean, this is a fucking turd. <laughs> I mean, there there ain't no way to polish this one. Uh, total fucking filler. This is Gene trying to be Paul musically and lyrically. It, it's fucking horrible. Worse, worse, worse than fucking fanfare. I don't know, but uh, but uh, yep. yeah, this this isn't a good one. This isn't a good one. I love hearing fucking Bill Wing's passion, by the way, though, because that shows you how much he cares, ladies and gentlemen. Because you can't hate something this bad unless you fucking give a fuck. And mm-hmm. uh, and man, yes, yeah, yeah, this isn't a good one. Isn't a good one. Either. And I was old enough when the fucker came out to buy the record on that Tuesday, May 20th, 1980. I'm an old son of a bitch like Ralph. So I was there, you know, so I heard that. I came home and I went crying to my mom and says, Mom, I hate all of you, hon. I fucking... And she said, get in your room and listen to fucking uh, the Ace Freely Solo record. So it's terrible. <laughs> yeah, it was fucked. I hate yeah. it. I, 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 I hear you there. Brother, I don't agree on the worst, but goddamn, it, it's definitely at the bottom of the fucking barrel. Probably <laughs> so. Ralph probably likes it. No, 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 God, I don't think anybody likes this. Uh, well, I'm sure there's some sheep out there that do, but no, of course, it's a horrible song. Worst kiss song? No, I have to disagree there. Like the ones I asked you about, I think are worse. And you know, I'll even go as far as say. Uh, tomorrow's even worse, and uh, oh. uh, what makes the girl go around is worse, and, oh. and what's that other one? Oh. Uh, easy as it seems. I, I, I think all the well, okay, not worse, just as bad. I just, I think Gene matches the crappiness of Paul songs on here, minus Shandy. Uh, horrible, horrible song, and it's very like it's, it's kind of like. I can get like a two-year-old, well, a four-year-old to write a song, lyrics like that. Here, write a love song. I mean, it's pretty much like the most obvious, simplistic lyrics, and it's just garbage. It's it's horrible, and anybody listening right now saying, oh, man, I like that song. Well, it's because you're a sheep. You like anything. Uh, well, exactly. Uh, hey, speaking of sheep who like anything, all you elder my mom. fans out there. But uh, I thought it was gonna be my, <laughs> my mom again. No, no, it wasn't your mom. It was even your mom doesn't like the elder. Uh, she likes you. But, uh, yeah, well, yeah. yeah you ain't, you ain't no you ain't no spring chicken. She has horrible taste. <laughs> but uh, let let me ask you about this because Gene's songs are so like weird, not a character on this album. Was he was he trying to be Paul, or do you think he just? didn't give a shit put forth no effort what do you think, I think about it? i think at the time i think he was dating Cher. he's already yes, he was he was already giving up on giving a fuck uh that's why i'm surprised with naked city you know let me also i want to add uh you know also in the 80s when um especially during animalizing asylum he wasn't there and i thought he did a great i love some of the stuff on asylum well actually all his stuff on asylum i love and I liked uh, While the City Sleeps. So even Gene at his worst comes up with a few nuggets like Naked City. But man, yeah. Then you hear like stuff like, you know, you're all I want. You realize 
Yeah, he really, he just didn't give a fuck. <laughs> yep. What do you feel, Bill, about uh, what, where Gene's state of mind was at the time? Oh, well, I mean, like you were saying, actually, at that juncture, he was with Diana Ross. Um, okay, okay. Cher was the, yeah, yeah, the year before. Um, I, I think exactly. I think I think um, Kiss, the machine, just got too big, and they wanted to become more of a, they wanted to um, to jump from being a rock band, a hard rock band, to, a, you know, a pop phenomenon and with the the um all the you know all the merchandise and everything and bill coins fucking cocaine habit and you know whatnot so on they wanted to get big 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 bigger bigger so i think it was just a progression and they thought jesus fucking christ look what we just did with i was made for loving you let's fucking try to put fucking 10 of those fucking songs on the record and i think they were just so fucked up fractured ace freely on coke and and just being all spun peter chris bailed says uh, hasta la vista just i just think the whole quote-unquote quote machine was so fractured and so not focused that it was just it just basically was a train going off the rails and um and and i and i believe gene simmons was uh you know a major factor in that you know believe in the hype and the whole thing of living the hollywood life of diana ross share and whatnot and uh yeah he just wasn't uh, you know like that that old saying when you you know when you taste too much of uh fame and, and, and money and stuff, you just forget where you came from, you know? I mean, Metallica has been... Uh, I know, Ralph, you've laid all sorts of you know hate on Metallica for doing the same thing. And you could say that about a lot of fucking bands that have become just huge cultural icons, and they just lose focus, you know? Well, and it's, that's it's, exactly where he was. I you feel, know? you know, yeah, because you, you think Metallica used to tour in vans and stuff like that, and so did... And, and, and Kiss would tour in a Cadillac. Back in the early right. days before alive, so they they paid their dues. But what I mean, that's when they were hungry, and that's the reason there was a Kiss Alive. That's the reason there was, you know, Master of Puppets, because it was just, absolutely it was hunger. It was, oh, I'm a, I'm a hungry music, and I'm gonna kick ass, and I'm gonna fucking be huge. And then when they become Huh? You as a multimillionaire. Just it's it, how hungry could you be as a multimillionaire? So Kiss at that juncture went through the same situation of Metallica and you know so many of our bands could you know That's... over and over and over. So we're, t- we're focusing on Kiss. You know at that juncture, hungry. They weren't hungry. They're multimillionaires dating Diana Ross and Cher. Yeah, I mean at, how hungry could you be? Lip- at, no. at that point, their hunger was I need more diamonds on my hot pool. You know. That, exactly. That's that's how it was. Like, um, I'll give you a great example. Like, I re- I highly recommend anybody out there read the D. Snyder book if you haven't yet. It's called. Uh, that's shut a up. great one. Yeah, shut up and give me a mic. D. Snyder said it perfectly. When Twisted Sister was struggling, he, they wrote these anthems like "We're not gonna take it. You can't stop rock and roll. I want to rock." But then he became a millionaire and he's laying back in his pool writing lyrics and he's like. You know, I, I, I'm not angry anymore. I'm fucking happy. You know, I have all these millions of dollars. And and, and that's why I come out and play, like, really, he couldn't come up with that that song. You know, because he wasn't hungry for that hit. So what did they do? Oh, let's do Leader of the Pack because it was big when we were in the clubs. But times have changed. And it killed Twisted Sister. It killed the momentum. And uh, that's... I, but see, here's the thing. Uh, other, Twisted Sister... Although I love them, I'm not saying nothing bad about them. But Twisted Sister wore goofy makeup. They were all they were they just dressed like ugly girls on purpose. Where where Kiss and Metallica were were different in a way that 
the legacy of the greatness was not just one album. You know, where where mm-hmm. Twisted Sister, come on, love it or not, and it's not even my favorite Stay album. Stay Hungry. But Stay Hungry was huge. I love the album, but I felt like the other mm-hmm. albums were just as good uh, before it. But mm-hmm. uh, people didn't. And so because of Metallica's success with uh, with the first three albums, and, you know, I can even go as far as, say, the Black Album. Um, they, they released garbage after garbage, but the legacy of that early stuff kept them filthy rich. And the same thing with Kiss, the legacy of, you know, of, uh, you know, Kiss Alive and, and Destroyer kept them huge. Uh, even up to today where they have two scabs, people still pay to see that shit because of the legacy. People aren't going to pay to see them because of Monster or Sonic Boom. Or even Revenge that didn't even sell as much as people think. Um, mm-hmm. So I just feel like, yeah, they, they lost their way. Then what happened? They got hungry again, and we got Creatures of the Night. See how that works? Uh, yeah, and, and I saw it, and so did you, Ralph. So, yes. yeah, fuck that. Yeah, that was brilliant. Hell so, yeah. Yeah, Hell yeah. So, so pr- pretty much that sums up what I feel about on math and Bill. So now we got Ian to talk about. And we got to say, out of this conversation we had today, Ian is the odd man out. It's usually me. You know, we have more than two people. I'm usually the one that uh, disagrees with everybody, but this time it's kind of like a rare show. Ian is the one that loves Unmasked, other than us. Except for the Ace Frilly song, because he's biased. So, uh, Ian, uh, tell us us how you feel about uh, Unmasked as, you know... Well, I mean, I mean, it's true. I'm the odd man out because I, I I'm the big Mark St. John fan, you know, as, as everybody knows. Uh, it was, I, I mean, Kiss was on a fucking downward spiral. Uh, I mean, and I, I really think, you know, the Kiss that most people know and love died after, you know, Love Gun, Alive Two, uh, Double Platinum Era. That was it. Uh, the the, the solo albums, for the most part, fucking tanked. Uh, Kiss Meets the Fam in the Park fucking tanked. So they're grasping at straws with Dynasty, do some disco shit to try to stay current. Uh, that shit didn't do as well. I mean, even though they had a hit with uh, I Was Made for Loving You, the album as a whole didn't do that great. Uh, the tour didn't do as great. But they're grasping, like, well, people like fucking I Was Made for Loving You. So they're like, okay, we're going to go even more fucking, uh, you know, pop-wise. And they did that with this album. And uh, and then they just kept chasing fucking trends. Okay, Unmas- Unmasked didn't do shit. Okay, we'll get Bob Ezrin back and we'll do a concept album because The Wall did good. And then they did a fucking shitty concept album. And then they see, well, everybody else, you know, the whole new wave of British heavy metal happened. Oh, wait a minute, people want something hard, so they did fucking, uh, you know, Creatures of the Night. And, and and But then metal's making a turn back, so then Kiss became a metal band, when they're not a metal band. And then Bon Jovi became big, so they became Bon Jovi. And Kiss just, instead of doing what made Kiss Kiss, they just jumped every fucking trend there was. And it's not just them, fucking Alice Cooper did the same thing. Alice Cooper did the same thing. After he got to a certain point... Whatever fucking trend. If there's a cock rock album, Alice Cooper gonna do a cock rock album, you know. He, or uh, there's an industrial album, uh, Alice Cooper gonna do an industrial album, you know. Kiss uh, grunge is big. Okay, we're gonna do fucking Carnival of Souls, 
You know, and it's it's so away from what makes them them. And one thing I'll give, you know, and, and here's another thing that fucking Kiss and Cooper did the same way. It gets to a point where what's really popular is what made them them. So Cooper did a couple albums where it went back to basic rock and roll, and he went back to that. And Kiss did that with Sonic Boom and Monster. Not that I think they are great albums by any fucking means, but they kind of went back to the same three-chord rock and roll. Um, but to me, it, it rings hollow. It, it's not as good as out of desperation. Like, okay, well, we're we're cool now, so I'm going to try to redo what's cool. But you guys have mentioned it. Every band does. So once you get that big, you don't give a fuck. I mean, Metallica fucking load and reload. I mean, millionaires trying to sound fucking hungry. Even yeah. even mm-hmm. even you too. You too got to. They were so fucking huge after uh, you know Octune Baby that they put out a record called Pop, which is kind of like Unmasked. It's like, oh, we're so big we can even do fucking pop music, and it's so mm-hmm. far removed from why you even have fans in the first place. But you lose that connection to the fans. You lose that hunger, that realism. Uh, and it's it, it's a fucking shame. I mean, we'll always have the old albums that we know and love, and that that's true with a lot of bands, with almost every band. You get to a certain point, and, and this is where I give Paul the respect where he bitches about Carnival of Souls. He's like, he goes billionaires crying about shit. He goes, it's so it was so hard for him to do because it was it was a fake. I think I think Paul Stanley's being more sincere when he writes "Read My Body." than he does writing something like Jungle, which I think is a better song, but you know what I mean? It's like him pretending to be something fucking else. And, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I I, I hear you. But, you know, one thing I want to clarify, and you are right, because we all know the Dynasty era was kind of a bomb, but I lived the Dynasty era, and boy, it was really well hidden, because at the time, Dynasty was huge, I thought. And I remember, and you can see it on YouTube, I remember watching when it aired the 2020 special of the Dynasty era where they were planning a Kiss mm-hmm, Amusement Park. Too. Remember they were planning a Kiss Amusement Park? And I remember right. going everywhere. Mm-hmm. I'd see the Kiss pinball machine and, and Kiss t-shirts mm-hmm. everywhere. The Dynasty shirt I saw all over school. It was still a huge deal, but for some reason, it tanked. Even the solo albums back then, I didn't know it tanked. I thought they did great. I, I, had, no, I had no idea. But you well, know, well, well, here, here's something I, I'd like to say real quick, Ralph. Is uh, you know, you say it was huge, and, and I totally get that. That it probably was a big hit. But I remember being a Metallica fan in the '80s when, if you were a Metallica fan, you were a stoner, you were an outcast, like you weren't looked on as being cool if you were a Metallica fan. And then when the Black Album came out, I'll never forget that. I'm at a high school kegger, and this girl comes up who like totally did not listen to fucking metal and she goes we're playing you know we're DJing the party she goes play that romantic Metallica song and she, <laughs> and, and she meant Unforgiven but but that's what I mean about being so far removed it's like as much as I love I was made for loving you it is so far removed from the essence of Kiss that, that, that it, it attracts a lot of people but it attracts the wrong fucking people the I, same way the the Black Album and Load and Reload, it attracted the wrong people. It attracted the fucking pussies that would piss in their fucking pants if you played fucking No Remorse. 
They couldn't handle that shit. But you, you, you know, you play fucking Unforgiven and shit. And they're like, oh, see, I like that. You know, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, Loge not as bad as you say, dude. No way. You're crazy. I, Everybody rips Loge because they chop their hair off. That's a good album. I don't care what anybody says. Oh, 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 I could, I could give a less about their hair. It's the balls I was more concerned. Yeah, but a lot of people give a fuck about the hair aspect, and that's, oh, that's oh, oh, no, I, yeah, I, and I think, I think that's totally stupid, Bill. I, I really do, because I give a fuck less about the hair. Well, yeah, I know ain't shit. Load is good. I stand by load. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna go back to the kiss conversation for a second, where what I was saying earlier about, I, I understand what you're saying, Ian. But your logic, it, it really applies more to your generation, your time. Because in 1979, the only people that hated Kiss were the older Led Zeppelin fans. Because we still got it. I mean, I did not like I Was Made For Loving You. But I remember vividly, this was before Unmasked, me defending that album going, skip that song, it's still Kiss. It's still a Kiss album. It still has... You know, like uh, Hard Times, 2000 Man, Magic Touch. All those songs, I mean, they may have been a little poppier, a little uh, friendlier, but it was still, to me, to me, it still rocked. I just felt like it was still a rock album. It had, you know, Dirty Living, Sure Know Something, had a couple elements of, uh, you know, like uh, disco, but it wasn't like full-blown disco, like I Was Made For Loving You. I never liked that song, I Was Made For Loving You, till. Like, maybe around 10 years ago, I finally gave in going, you know, this is good pop. I mean, I started liking the Bee Gees and ABBA and stuff like that. Like, I started accepting disco. Mm -hmm. So, uh, it wasn't really the wrong element of people that liked Kiss in 1979. Because I was one of them, and so was all my friends, all my little friends that were into... Because I got into Kiss during Double Platinum. And so did, like, all my friends. We were all the same age. It was around that time. We discovered rock and roll over. But then when Dynasty came out, yeah, we were all shocked with I Was Made For Loving You. But when we heard the rest of that album, I wasn't alone saying, dude, this is a good album. You know? And also, I... But, but I mean, you you understand what I'm saying, though? No, I understand. crowd. I understand exactly what you're saying. And the Love Gun tour than there was at the Dynasty tour. You're uh, you're 100% right because by Dynasty, it became more kid-friendly. You yes, know, exactly, yeah. exactly. But, but love they were, they were trying to be everything to everybody. Exactly. And, that is and that's a Timmons quote, Ian. Remember, and, he said that. We, we're, every, we're everything to everybody. Exactly, man. Great. Yeah, great. I, well, well, that's where I fucked up. I shouldn't have said that because now Gene Simmons is going to sue me for saying that <laughs> quote. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but but I, I, I think that's where a thousand bands make that mistake is because mm-hmm. bands make it. Because they, they have a certain niche. They become something that is either totally original or, you know, just something different. But when you try to become everything to everybody, you lose sight of, of who you fucking are. You and, know? You, and even Kiss you, admits that, you know? Yeah, you know, and uh, all I'm saying is, is Mark, Mark St. John never sold out. <laughs> well... <laughs> Well, I mean, um, anything else? I, I also want to say that uh, Unmasked is pretty much like the sister album of Dynasty, but it's like uh, the sister that ended up like, you know, catching AIDS. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, as much as I like a lot of songs from, from Unmasked, 
it's nowhere near the Kiss album that Dynasty is. Uh, that, know, that's I, that's, I that's very totally shocking. Agree. That's very shocking you saying that, Ian, because I, I always felt like you were more of an unmasked guy. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. There's I, a, I, there, I, I love Dynasty. I love Dynasty. There's I a lot of Dynasty. people. There's a lot of people that think Unmasked is, like, way better than Dynasty, and I've heard people even say that Unmasked is their best album, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Call him out, Ralph. Oh, my oh, no, no, God, I, please. Go, go to Kiss Asylum or whatever that board yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, no, I've no. I've seen I would, it on there. I, I, would ne- I would never, ever, ever say that. Dynasty is, is oh, a thousand times better. I, I know. Look, Metal Sludge, and, and whoever's listening, I, I wonder if he's going to hear this or not. His name is Roadhead, actually, on the Metal Sludge board. Mm-hmm. He's one of them that thinks Unmasked is the best Kiss album. Oh, oh my goodness! Yeah. Uh, oh, gee, apparently, you, you don't read the fine print. Roadhead is not a guy. That's Terrence's mom. Her. Uh, hey, hey, look, no, hey, hey, okay. hey, Terrence, you Joseph. Look. You mean Joseph, right? Joseph, you mean? Yeah, yeah, Joseph. <laughs> Terrence, ter- it's, it's my mom. It's not Terrence's mom. Terrence's mom passed away. May she rest in peace. You heard that, Terrence? Oh. I, de- I defended you. I defended you from Ian. Hey, hey, that's my that's my thing. That's thanks, my thing. Thanks for depend thanks for the defending my mom there. You know, you know, Terrence, Ian just said your mom gives head and your mom passed away. And I'm the bad guy. We'll be he'll be on our Oh shit. I heard that pause. I thought you had a heart attack, Ralph. Uh, anyway, uh, uh, okay. So, have we summed it up? Are we going to go into pick of the week or anything? Else I, 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 I think we summed it up enough. Uh, goddamn, Bill Wang, you are our, our beloved guest this week. Go into your pick of the week, please, brother. Okay, my pick of week, pick of the week is one of my favorite albums of all time. Woo! The night. 19- the 1985 release by the band Sabotage, Power of the Night. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Awesome nice. album. Nice. Band. Washed Thank out. You. Washed out. Yeah. Necrophilia. Yeah, Necrophilia. <laughs> God, that album is just chock full of classics, you know. The title track, man. Warriors. Warriors. Yeah. What a great band. A, <laughs> almost a local band yeah, for me. Yeah, almost a local band for me, Bill. I used to see them a lot back in the day. They used to play around here a lot. Yes, I'm aware of that, bro. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw them on, on uh, Hall of Mountain King Tour. God rest uh, Chris, man. I saw, RIP, man. I saw Chris Oliva's last show, dude. Uh, Edge, of Thor- oh. Edge of Thorns Tour at the Hollandale oh. Mountain South. Oh and, shit! And check it out. It, it was it was a Friday night. I met Chris. I, I I used to meet Chris a lot back in the day. I mean, he didn't know me, but I used to always go up to him. And I remember that night. It was the weird thing because Chris Oliva was kind of you know reserved dude on stage. But that night he grabbed the mic and he looked unshaven and he was like, "Thanks for coming out, motherfucker." Blah blah blah. It was so uncared. It wasn't like him. And I I remember mm. meeting him in the back and I go, "I know you hear this a lot." But I really mean it. I think you're the most underrated guitarist ever. And he goes, yeah, right. I know you're just, you know, he said it like sarcastically, but he was kind of like, you know, ah. trying to be a dick, but like with a wink saying, I'm not really a dick, but I'm just fucking with you. And that was really unlike him. And that was a Friday. And then I won't forget. It was actually that Sunday 
at 8 p.m. I started watching The Simpsons because The Simpsons ruled back then. And my friend mm-hmm. called me saying, "Dude, Chris Oliva died in a car crash." I was like, "Holy shit!" I was just with him two days ago. Mind blown. Oh wow. Yeah, and Fuck what no. what a great guitar player that guy was. Man. Oh, absolutely, man. Fucking amazing, ooh, amazing yeah. band, amazing, amazing band, and a, amazing. Yeah, band. and thank God I saw him on the Hollow Mountain King tour and the Gutter Ballet tour. So God, okay, cool. God bless. I, I saw them also on the uh, Hollow Mountain King with Dio and Megadeth. You saw that one? No, actually, by the time they got here, I saw Megadeth open for Dio Henry J. Kaiser Convention. And for some reason, Sabotage broke off and played three days prior to the Dio Megadeth show at the Stone in San Francisco. I anticipated, yeah, all of a sudden the tickets went on sale for the Stone, which I'm happy. But, uh, yeah, that that was the set. You all saw the Sabotage and Megadeth and Dio on the Dream Evil Tour and uh, So Far So Good So What and then Hollow Mountain King. But, no, by the time they got to San Francisco, they were on their own at a little teeny club called The Stone in San Francisco that holds about 600 people. And I was a front row, and they opened up with sirens, and I basically just, whoo, God, I was go- I goosebumps, man. Goosebumps. Beautiful, beautiful. Great, great pick, man. Uh, rest in peace, uh, Chris Oliva and... Uh... God, they were just a, an amazing, amazing band. Ian, what's your pick this week? All right, my pick of the week is uh, the second album from the fucking Mach 3 lineup of Deep Purple, Stormbreak. A uh, great, great album. Love, I, I love this fucking album. Uh, just a, amazing. Uh, this was the last one with Richie Blackmore, you know, until fucking uh, Perfect Strangers. And he kind of bitched, but he said it was too fucking funky. Uh, he called what uh, Glenn Hughes, you know, loved to do. He, he referred to it, re, yeah, I'm sorry, uh, referred to it as shoeshine music, which is very fucking racist. But uh, mm. uh, I, I love this fucking album. Uh, Stormbringer, Love Don't Mean a Thing, Holy Man, Hold On, Lady Double Dealer, You Can't Do It Right with the One You Love, Highball Shooter. The Gypsy and Soldier of Fortune. Wow, what a great ballad, mm-hmm. Soldier of Fortune. Beautiful. Oh, song. Soldier of Fortune. Yeah, I, uh, uh, most of the songs have uh, dual vocals by David Coverdale and Glenn Hughes, except for Holy Man, which is solo Glenn Hughes, and Soldier of Fortune, which is solo David Coverdale. But an amazing, amazing fucking album. Um, great album. I, my favorite song is the title track. Oh, oh yeah, oh by far, by far that's the best. But I don't want to take anything away from the other cuts because I think it's a solid album I can listen to start to finish. And uh, it, you know, I, I I discovered this album uh, I would say probably around 1990. Uh, Metal Blade Records did uh, they were doing some reissues at the time where they reissued some rare Deep Purple albums and some uh, rare Alice Cooper albums at the same time. And I was grabbing them all up. And this was the first one. I, I heard this before I heard Burn. I heard this before I heard uh, Come Taste the Band. And just always loved it. An amazing, amazing album. And right now, Whitesnake's putting out an album where they're redoing all of David Coverdale's era, like Deep Purple. Yeah, we talked about this, I think, last yeah, episode. Eh, yeah, it's like... Eh, and I tell you what, people go back, go back and buy this. There's actually there's an awesome remaster of this album, uh, and you can go on our link, you know, go on our Amazon link and buy the new remaster of Stormbringer because it's fucking amazing. 
This is an awesome album. I absolutely love it. Ralph, what's your pick? Uh, my pick is something brand new, actually. Well, I think it came out last year. And uh, I know it's not something that our listeners would listen to, but I'm going to bring it up anyway. It's uh, it's black metal. And, uh, it's, it, you, know, it's a, it's, you know, a lot of black metal purists, a lot of metalheads don't like this band, but screw them. I don't care. It's a band called Behemoth, and their last album is called The Satanist. And, uh, man, I've been playing it a lot, like nonstop. And I just saw them last week, and they were mind-blowing with Cannibal Corpse and Cannibal Corpse. I, I like Cannibal Corpse, and they're always good live. And uh, but Behemoth, I thought, stole the show, and they were just... And I love the new album. I think this new album is better than the uh, last few albums they put out. Uh, you know, I like some of the earlier stuff when it was a totally different band. It was all Blast Beats and Screaming, you know, they were really sick. But they've tamed down a bit, but uh, The Satanist, that's my... I You know, it's my pick of the week, but I wouldn't really not... Uh, expect our listeners to actually like it, you know, maybe, I don't know, you know, because our listeners are more into the classic stuff or the classic sounding stuff, uh, but yeah, that's my pick of the week, I know, you know, Ian always uh, picks something current, and, and Bill, I remember you did, uh, I think it was Mastodon or something, that was current, and I'm usually the guy that's always talking about the past, so I figured... Let me say something new and yeah, like, Macedonia. Yeah, during the Vinny Vincent episode, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and, and that's yeah. more current. So you know, I mean, I'm yeah, I think I have picked a couple current things in solitude and stuff like that. But uh, I, you know, it's just something I've been listening to a lot lately. Um, Behemoth and actually Manowar. I've been I've been on this Manowar kick, but we'll talk about that later. So my pick of the week is the Satanist by the band Behemoth, Poland Polish uh, right. black metal. Uh, all right, Ian. So let's uh, let's uh, right. cap this off, man. I know you always well, have a lot to say we, at the end. We got to go into fan of the week. Oh, can I give and, the fan of the week this week? Or you? Ha- no, you have something prepared. Let's have two yeah. fans of the week. I got somebody. To all talk right, about. we'll we'll do we'll do two fan of the weeks. My okay. fan of the week is Joseph, and I don't know if I'm saying this right. Stop. Oh, Terrence. <laughs> yeah. This is the This is the man, I thought this was fucking Terrence dude I thought this was Terrence We talked about this past episode I really really thought this was Terrence And and Ralph both you and I Got pictures sent to us And you know and we even thought Like Terrence kidnapped a kid And has a gun to his head and making him do all this shit But it turns out Joseph is a real Fucking dude uh, he, he's a young kid from uh, Pennsylvania, and uh, man, he's contributed a lot to the Facebook page. He's always on there, and he he's given more than enough proof that he's not fucking Terrence. Um, and and I'm really excited that somebody that young is into uh, is into our show and into what we do. And I'm really excited because. I mean, one look at this kid, and you know he's a fucking virgin. And <laughs> God, I, I, I haven't seen him yet, so I can't comment on that. Oh, 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 oh! He is a fucking virgin. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Now that you're fan of the week, Joseph, we're gonna send you a little certificate uh, along with two shekels. All you gotta do is take those two shekels. Down to A1A in Miami. Oh, yeah, my mom. <laughs> my mom again. Mom joke 57 this week. All right. <laughs> you asked for Miss Vieira. Oh, God. 
and son, you are going to become a man. You are going to become a man, and that's that's all you got to do, you know. And, and uh, we welcome you as fan of the week. And uh, Joseph, I mean, Joseph, I want to I mean, warn you. I want to warn you. If you do do Miss Vieira, you could also turn out like Ian. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but you know what? There, there's also a thing called Valtrex that helps. Uh, <laughs> it takes the sores away. And uh, Joseph, not not got, not the ones your mom gave me. Let me tell you. Oh yeah, yo, no, you're fucked. You're, you're, yeah, your mom has like you know extra extra strength STDs. Yes, yes, because uh, <laughs> she tries to start. Uh, but Joseph, you are the fan of the week. We're sorry you busted your balls for so long, thinking you were Terrence. But uh, God, I'm, I'm sorry. You seemed almost as lame at first. But well, uh, now we have that, that you're not as lame as Terrence. It just appears that way. All right. But, well, yeah. Well, uh, well, go, Ian, be, well, go ahead. Do you have anything else to say about Joseph? No, go ahead. Just just cut me off and say what you want to say. No, I, I, thought, I thought you were done. Our connection's crappy this week. Uh, uh, all right. But uh, visit the homepage. You know, come to podbean.com. Hey, I got my fan of the week, though. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Ralph, Ralph Beer is fan of the week. Speaking, up speaking, right. speaking of cutting off. Uh, right. Well, before I announce my fan of the week, I got to say something about your fan of the week. You ready, Ian? I think, I think your fan of the week is excellent, excellent, and kicks much recon ass. Hoo-yah! <laughs> Ow! All right, my fan <laughs> of the week, and we probably had this guy already, but I'm going to have to, uh, it's Thomas Black. Oh, guy. I love Thomas Black. Have we ever had him as Tom a uh, fan of the week? Oh, yeah, and much deservedly so. Thomas you know, Black is incredible. Yeah, but Tom, Thomas Black, I like lately what he's been doing. You know, I mean, I'm not too crazy of him spamming the page, but hey, you know, you got to take the good with the bad. But you know what I like what he does lately is he puts up videos of songs from, from our pick of the week. And he's like, this is Ian's pick of the week, and this is, I mean... So that's you know that's a cool fan that listens all the way. Oh, through. that's awesome! That's awesome! And I'm sure he's not going to be too thrilled uh, looking up the behemoth stuff when he's like breaking my my. Uh, but you know, oh well. But uh, oh father, oh Satan, oh son, check out that song, Thomas. Uh, that's off the last album. That's one of my favorites. Anyway, so uh, that's my that's my fan of the week. Awesome. Thomas Black, yeah, definitely. You deserve a fucking recap as fucking fan of the week. Yeah. I want to tell everybody, come to our homepage on podbean.com. We've been getting a lot of fucking messages uh, on the Facebook page. People like asking me about this, about that episode, or, hey, whatever happened with fucking Terrence and all this shit? You know how you find that shit out? Go to our homepage, listen to past episodes. Listen to every fucking episode. I mean, is your life that fucking exciting that you can't just detune and listen to our fucking show? Because this shit is the real shit. This shit is exciting. You want to know what happened with Terrence? Start episode number one and listen to when that fucking asshole got fucking shit canned. I'm just kidding. I didn't mean asshole. I was a great guy. Yeah. The one that you said that his mom gave good uh, growth head. His deceased mom. That was wrong, Ian. You hear me, Terrence? I'm defending you. Anyway. (laughs) 
<laughs> Check out the fucking past episodes. I mean, I mean, I mean, really, they they are all fucking good. And, a, and you listen to a lot of fans; they'll tell you that they're like, "Okay, this wasn't my favorite fucking album," or "I'm not into that band." But the episodes themselves are pretty fucking entertaining. Check them fucking out. And while you're on our fucking homepage, join the Facebook fucking page. Check out the YouTube page. Check out Rouse, uh, you know, uh, the combat, his band Combat, his band Thrasher Die. Uh, if you're on an Android device, go to fucking Podcast Addict. You get every fucking episode. Check out ThatMetalStation.com, our new home that airs us twice a week. And if you want to listen on your Android phone, Android, uh, Android phone, go to fucking TuneInRadio.com. Uh, it's a tuning app, and that's how you get that metal station on your phone. Um, I don't know. I'm fucking wasted. All right, hey, hey, hey. Let, <laughs> let's have Bill do his little. Come on, Bill. Plug your stuff, your Facebook page, and such. Right on, man. Yeah, you can find me and my beautiful Jean Elizabeth Wings page at Kiss 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 Metal and Hard Rock. I just bumped a pretty funny video of me asking this guy, this preacher on the streets of San Francisco, where, where if God loves Vinnie Vincent, Ian, you liked it. I think oh, it's pretty I, I, funny. I, I love that shit. I'll tell check you what. Thank you. I, here's going to be in a fucking awesome video. This <laughs> fall, this fall, I'm going to see Bill Wang in the Bay Area. Yes, you are. You're staying with me, absolutely. I, I'm gonna be staying with him. I'm gonna go to the Bay Area to see my beloved Oakland Raiders probably lose the fucking somebody, and I'm gonna stay with this motherfucker. And we are gonna scour the fucking streets for Vinnie Vincent, and we are gonna yes. make videos. And this shit is gonna be fucking epic. I cannot wait. Right, and now I know how to, t- when I record this shit, before I, I didn't know how to turn my phone on the side, so you got the black walls and this dude from this band's all, dude, your videos, are, you know, the black walls on each side, so now my videos are, are proper, but yeah, we're going to do, a, we're going to go to Aces, we're going to fucking do it up at Aces, and we're going to fucking, yeah, I can't wait, it's going to be fucking awesome, awesome, but yeah, visit me on that page, Kiss, 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 Metal and Hard Rock, I appreciate it, man. It's, right. it's, it's going to be the total package, because... Because he wear he wears a fucking bandana that covers the bottom of his, of his face, and I'm gonna cover the top of my face. <laughs> it, you know, and we are gonna be the complete package. We are gonna find Vinnie Vincent. Yeah. I- oh, and hey, before I forget, on May first, I'm going. I'm gonna. I'm going back to see my wife. And I'm going to be going to Tesla with my buddy Justin Childers. Give him a shout out, my oh, dog. Really? Right there. Oh, yeah, man. we're going to Tesla. going to be protect cool. Your, protect your anus, bro. Oh, okay. I'll protect it. All right, I'll protect. <laughs> my my wife will totally well, will have her hand up my ass so no one. <laughs> All right, cool. It. Oh. No, no, and, no, and Bill, I I think that's awesome that you're willing to spend time with Justin because there's Nobody a lot else of homo- <laughs> no, I'm yeah, yeah. No, no, seriously. There's a lot of people out there who are very homophobic. <laughs> and, uh, and, and they they won't hang out with a guy <laughs> that is gayer than the front row at a Liza Minnelli concert. Ooh, uh, I'll be with my wife, so you know. Right, right. I, right, I, I know, but your buddy uses dick flavored chopstick. I uh, I mean, I'm sorry. Um, God damn. <laughs> Dick flavored chopstick. Uh, no, but chopstick. Dick flavored chopstick. 
<laughs> I don't care what I don't care what he shoves up his ass. He's a nice kid. <laughs> hey, hey, fuck, all right, man. guys. I, uh, no. I, I have a show to do in a couple hours. Um, but I, I want to thank you, Bill, for being on the thank show this week. You're, you're always I appreciate it. You're it was always awesome. a great, great guest. I, you know your your reviews and your and your ratings are just like top notch, man. It's like you're awesome, thank you, man. Dude. Thank I, I, I love thank Bill you. Wang, bro. I appreciate it, Dr. Fuck. Wadzilla and Dr. Fuck are my dogs, and I totally appreciate you guys letting me on the show. It's an honor, and I have a blast. Man. I Thank love you, so you Bill Wang. I love you in a non-Justin Childers way, but I love you nonetheless. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And I love you too, Ian, in a Justin Childers way, you sexy motherfucker. That is hot. That is hot. <laughs> All right, guys. So, so, so uh, come back next week. Next week. With our special guest, is serial killer and hard rock aficionado David Berkowitz joins us Wait. to review Frampton Comes Alive. Really? Yes. You know, I have a feeling that episode is going to be five out of five uh, dick flavored chopsticks. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right, guys. Later. I got to go. Goodbye. Right on, guys. Later. Later, guys. Thanks again for listening to the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. All copyrights, Ian Wadley, 2014.